What's going on, guys? Welcome back to MST. I'm here with Eric. Eric, how you not doing? Not bad, not bad. Good to hear. Good to hear for sure. Um, so, guys, MST right now, um, it's been a little sporadic. Notice that there's been less and less views every time. Maybe not as intriguing as we thought it would be. So we talked about it a couple nights ago for a couple hours. Um, so me and Eric are actually going to be changing up the concept of MST. Before we were going too broad, all of sports. Um, so we thought maybe go into a smaller niche market area with going into like just Boston sports or more specifically one Boston sport. But then again, we already thought that that was too much. Um, there's already so many podcasts like that. So we're trying to find a way to be different in a sense. Uh, so yeah, we're just gonna, we're gonna take this in a different, a uh, little bit of a different direction. Like I said, we talked about it for a while. Anybody who enjoyed those podcasts, um, let us know. Maybe we can fit something small in here and there, um, if you like that. Uh, but yeah, so for this new direction we're gonna go in, I'll just quickly, uh, talk about it for a minute or two here. So, we wanted to focus more on, uh, like outside the lines. Um, as you see, if you go follow our MST account, on Instagram, which you should if you haven't, or SoundUp Studios. You'll notice that our MST account is completely empty right now. We revamped it, changed the logo and everything because we're trying to get a fresh start on there. And what we're doing now is we're trying to lean more towards a story-driven podcast uh, built around sports and the sports world. So typically what we want to do here, this first episode, I'm going to talk about my story a little bit. Um, less about like in games and stuff and stuff like that, but more of like outside the game routines I did, specifically stuff like that. Eric's gonna be doing his next episode, and then following that we're gonna do try and get every uh, guest every week, about once a week. So we're gonna try and get guests on here more frequently, make it more interesting. We're gonna interview them, I guess you could say, talk to them a little bit about their stories, just casual banter around about sports and life outside of it, um, how it's affected people. Um, even if like, so if you're interested in letting your story be heard, feel free to DM us or text us, snap us, however you can get in contact with us, let us know. Um, we'd be happy to have you on. Uh, you don't even have to play sports. You can play sports now. You don't have to play sports at all. You could have never played sports. Um, if you played in high school and you don't play anymore, that's okay. We just want to hear your story. Um, it's just a way to make it interesting. Uh, it's, it's different take on a sports podcast, and I think that this take is the right way to go about it from here on out. Um, it's definitely a way to maybe intrigue people into listening and wanting to tell their stories, too. Um, so those episodes we have guests, we're going to be doing that. There might be an episode here and there where we don't get a guest, so we'll find a way to make that intrigue, intriguing for the viewers, too, even if we don't have a guest. So maybe like adding a segment in here. Or if there's something you got you want us to talk about, we can talk about it. Feel free to always send us some feedback. Always send us something yeah, we can talk definitely. about, and we'll we'll definitely feel free to talk about it and stuff like that. Like whatever you guys want, we'll we'll put out there. So just those episodes, just give us what you want to hear, and we'll we'll talk about it. If you got questions, let us know. Maybe we'll do like a Q and A episode where you guys send us questions, and we'll answer those. Even with SoundUp Studios, we'll take feedback all the way around. So that's the general uh, direction we're going in, Eric. Anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say, like, I think this is a like good opportunity um, for us um, in terms of, you know, we're gonna have guys on here, um, guys and girls um, that bring 
like a different perspective to their sports, uh, like a different view upon like how they went about their lives in terms of sports. And I think it's a good opportunity for them as well to come share their story because uh, there's a lot of great stories out there that you don't get to hear um, on the like on a daily or a weekly basis. So uh, I think this, you know, provides a good opportunity for both us and and our guests. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. Um, that's yeah. So that's the way we're gonna go. Um, yeah. So like we're gonna be doing all athletes too. Like um, hopefully we get to a point where we're interviewing you know professional athletes that's the goal that's the dream that would be awesome you know we both love sports so much that'd be awesome to be able to get a few professional athletes on here but like college athletes high school athletes um any level of college division one two three naia junior college whatever your story is just let us know so yeah that's pretty much all the new direction we're going like i said give us feedback we're always looking for it always finding trying to find ways to improve um so yeah this is the f technically I mean, we're going to keep the old MS... Actually, I'm going to announce this now. I forgot to uh, mention that we're transitioning from SoundCloud, so we'll no longer be on SoundCloud. Um, so what we did was we took all the episodes of SoundUp Stream and we placed them on Simplecast. That's going to distribute it to those listeners who use Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If there's a specific uh, podcasting website or... Not website, or like app you guys use to listen to podcasts like iHeartRadio... Stuff like that. Let us know. We'll get on there too if Google we need podcast to. Podcast too is a, I know a good stuff. One. Yeah, anything like that. Um, yeah, we'll try to get on there. So we're transferring everything over except for the MST episodes. Um, we figured, you know, they didn't get a lot of views in the first place. Um, I think they'll still be on our SoundCloud account. Yes, they're they're still there. So if you want to listen to those, they'll be there. But all from now on, we have all the SoundUp Stream episodes we recorded, all ten. So go listen to those. Uh, go on Simplecast or. You can get it now on Spotify, soon on Apple Podcasts, hopefully by the time this is out. And then we have, we're, so we're going to have all the episodes of MST from here on out on there as well. All Sound Up Stream episodes are going to be there on there, on there as well from here on out. You can find the, so literally, you'll be able to find the links yeah. um, to those uh, in Sound Up, on Sound Up Studios' Instagram page. You'll see the highlight section of the Instagram um, which is like Instagram stories, but it, it says highlights. You'll see it. Um, there's already a Spotify link there to go listen to those episodes, and we'll do the same for uh, mainly sports talk. We'll link. We'll link them there. Yeah, so. we'll have we'll have links for you guys, easy access stuff like that. So all Sound Up Stream episodes are there now. Um, they're gonna be there from here on out, and all MST episodes from here on out are gonna be there. So that's a good announcement that's uh it was definitely a better opportunity for us using that to move into the direction we want to go in so anyways um yeah so today like i said i'm kind of out of breath after doing all that talking <laughs> i'm not gonna lie but yeah we're gonna go we're gonna talk about my story a little bit and um baseball growing up simply i'm gonna try and get through this not make it too long but try and bring up some good points, maybe some good discussion topics me and Eric can talk about. Like I said, Eric, feel free to ask any questions anytime, put in your input. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when I was young, I didn't start baseball until I was six years old, so I skipped t-ball and everything. Um, I hopped right into rookie league, pitching machines, stuff like that. I always had a knack for playing baseball and wiffle ball uh, around the yard always play with my older brother and my 
late neighbor who passed uh, just this past year. Um, so shout out to him um, for being such a great person for me to work, look up to and be a real role model for me, being letting me play with him, stuff like that. That was um, that's part a huge part of why I am where I am today, and he's a big part of my childhood. So. Um, he's part of the reason I play baseball and everything. So uh, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do that without him. So if he's listening up there, just let him know. Um, hopefully he's hearing it. Um, but anyways, so yeah, so we grew up playing wiffle ball and stuff a lot. We were outside every day. So I had the knack for baseball. I loved watching baseball with my dad and stuff. Big Red Sox fan, as you guys know, we're from Maine and Mass, <laughs> like the Boston, New England area. So we love Boston sports. Red Sox die hard. Um, but yeah. Uh, that 2004 World Series, actually remember it because I was capable because I was four years old. Um, even though I was probably falling asleep for games and stuff. I don't know if you remember that stuff, Eric. No, I, I didn't really watch baseball back then. I didn't really get into baseball like truly until like I was probably like 10. Yeah, so that was just uh, something I really enjoyed doing with my dad and stuff. You know, memories just sitting in summer nights watching baseball games with my dad. Um, going to Red Sox games and stuff, it's it's a great memory for me and something I, I'll always love to do. Um, but anyways, so yeah, we're... So I didn't get into baseball until I was six. I actually played in my first organized um, rec league, which was our rec league for the lo uh, local area. So for our, our town, Berwick, is where we're both from. So that's where we both played. So I started at six. We played on in rookie league. I did the uh, pitching machine stuff, so... Um, did one year in rookie. I thought I was pretty caught up for all the times I got to play in the yard with my brother and my neighbor. So we, I moved up to minors. Um, seven years old in minors. I spent two years in minors. Um, I was kind of like an underdog because, you know, I, had, I didn't start till late. I would consider myself an underdog even though it's like I'm seven years old. <laughs> so um, back then I probably in my head in my head I was thinking that and stuff. So. Um, yep, so 7-8, I'm playing minor league baseball. That's when we started actually pitching to each other and stuff. Um, that's when I first started pitching, which is what I do now in college for the majority. It's what I did all my freshman year. I was hoping to play some third base this year, and it looked like I was definitely going to play some third base, but you saw how that turned out. Uh, <laughs> now I'm sitting at home recording this when actually I'd probably have just gotten home from a game down in Florida right now. So that kind of that's kind of tough to think about, but it is what it is. Happened to everybody. Um, but anyways, moving through. So I started pitching it when I was seven, um, eight years old. Played another year of minors. We won the championship that year. Um, we and I pitched a no hitter, um, which was cool. That was like um, one of the games I actually remember. My grandfather, who also passed away a couple of years ago. Um, we both loved baseball too. Me, him, and my dad, we'd go over to my grandparents' house and we'd watch games there sometimes. So he was a big part of my baseball life. And I remember him being specifically at that game where I was eight years old and I got to throw a no hitter. Um, that was a really cool moment. He loved it. Um, yeah, it was, just, it was just a cool experience to share with him. Um, like I said, growing up in the rec league, my mom was always at my game. She's like my number one fan. She'll say it to you. Uh, she'll let you know she's my number one fan. You'll probably hear yep. Go Jakey is what everybody <laughs> calls me that. back in Little League. See, my mom said Go Jakey. And then um, once she started doing that and my major league coach <laughs> heard it, 
uh, he started calling me Jakey, and that's when everybody just started calling me Jakey, uh, which uh, rightfully so. I was a pretty small kid, so <laughs> um, I guess people wanted to call me that, which was cool. Um, but yeah, so my mom grew up watching me every, she probably missed less than 12, 10 or 12 games her, in her life of me playing baseball, so she's always been there working the concession stands. My dad, um, not really able to come to my Little League games very often with work and stuff, um, until when I got up to majors, when he started coaching, um, me and Eric, we actually played on the same team in majors. Mm -hmm. Good times. Um, so that was really cool. We That was a lot of fun. That's when we kind of really became friends, I'd say. Um, and we played on all-star teams together. In majors, our dads coached together. Um, our families were really close back then, too. That's We, we all would come hang out. We'd do Patriots uh, games on Sundays in the fall, stuff like that. Those are just good times, I think, about. Um, and I think that, that's, that relationship we had back then with our families and Brendan's family was all based on our bond over baseball that we had developed. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, like, baseball brings people together. That's a prime example. That's why me and Eric are best friends right now. Um, well, yeah. I, I don't really want to yeah, be friends with either. him. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of forced me into this whole podcast. <laughs> He's holding a gun to my head right now. <laughs> uh, no, but anyways, yeah, so um, that's kind of the beginning of where it all started. We played in All-Stars together, had so much fun back then. Um, but one thing that always bugged me about Little League Baseball was the politics involved because it was run by parents and stuff like that. So it was all about the, it was more, kind of more about the parents back then than it was about the kids. Not specifically our parents and stuff, but um, other people's parents. Um, you know, who's making the all-star mm -hmm. team? Like, so-and-so knows this person's mom or this person's dad, so their kid's going to be on the exactly. all-star team. Um, I got, I'd say I got snubbed from the All-Star yeah. team one year mm -hmm. when everybody else made it, yep. which was kind of unfortunate, um, but it's cool. I spent the summer at my lake house not complaining. The team wasn't good anyway, so it's cool. <laughs> Little League, um, yeah, that was a great time. Met my pitching coach, and that's where my baseball career kind of started. Um, so anyways, we moved to middle school. Middle school was fun. That's when we had the most fun playing baseball. Forty kids or so trying out. Um... This is when baseball really like started to become more and more competitive uh, growing up. I remember our 7th grade class, Eric, that we had. We had literally like 40 kids trying yeah, out. That was insane. Um, only 8. I think like 18 end up making the team. Definitely some guys that made the team over some yeah, guys that should have made the team. And 18 guys on a baseball team is a lot still. It is. Um, but, you know, I guess we can't cut more than like 22 people. I guess that's kind of wrong. <laughs> But, yeah, so middle school, we actually cut people 7th and 8th grade. In high school, we weren't allowed to cut. They made a new rule, um, which I don't think should be applied at the high school level. Um, if it is, just let the kids play on JV, stuff like that, um, or make a separate, like, a freshman team or whatever. But, yeah, which they do now. But middle school was super fun. We That's when we were most competitive. We were really good back then. I think in our middle school years, we went out like a combined like 18 and 3 and like one tie or something like that, or like 23, I don't know. We had we won a lot of games. Uh, we had like 12 game seasons and stuff. Um, so 7th uh, grade was quick. We went 9-2-1. And, and then 8th grade, 
um, last game of the season. I threw a perfect game. Eric caught it. It was a cool moment in history, yeah. again, for our friendship, um, for everybody who was part of it, everybody who played, everybody who was watching, a lot of people watching because it was our last home game of the season. Um, yeah, Eric, just let me know what your thoughts were behind the plate that whole game. Uh, yeah, so um, to be honest, I was uh, shitting my pants, uh, mostly because I knew I was, <laughs> like, I, I, I was never, like, the best baseball player, but, like, they threw me behind the plate. I could catch a ball. He was big. Yeah. We threw him behind I was, the plate. He was big. I would say I was a decent catcher and, like, nothing better than decent. But, um, yeah, so I was basically just sitting behind the plate, shitting my pants, just hoping you'd throw a strike in. Uh, and, like, the only thing I had to worry about, because Jake was a very accurate, like, pitcher from, I mean, from our last year of Little League all the way up. Um, he was pretty accurate, so I didn't really have to. With that weird, weird rotation pitching form I had in the Yeah, league. so I did, there wasn't, Brought my hand all wasn't much I had to worry about. I was just hoping you'd throw a strike. Yep. Um. So yeah, that was that was a scary. Uh, it was night. It was cool to be a part of, but definitely towards the end of the game, like that was my first real baseball experience because all the fans were chattering, like, "Is he throwing a no hitter?" All the players on the bench were like, "Is he throwing a no hitter?" I remember one kid was like, "He's not throwing a no hitter. Let this kid pitch." Because there was a kid on the bench who was really upset he wasn't pitching, and then this other kid was like, "Let him pitch. He's not throwing a no hitter." And I was. I was throwing a perfect game at the time. Um. So that was. That was surreal. That was, like, a kind of cool moment because that's when all the baseball nostalgia kicks in and, like, how, like, traditions of the game, like, don't mention the no-hitter, stuff like that. Um, that's just one of my, like, really fond memories of baseball. Um, Coach Sprague, who used to bring us snacks. Uh, <laughs> Coach he coached us from, like, 7th to 9th. Ninth, ninth oh, yeah, I think. Grade. Yeah, you're right. He came up he to did. the high school with us. He moved up with our... Eighth grade coach who moved up to the JV team yep. and Coach Spread came with him, so yeah, that was uh, who's also passed away now. Um, rat pretty young, uh, you know, another big part of our our lives. Always very motivational. Always had something good to say. Um, beat cancer's ass once, yep. uh, and unfortunately, he just passed away one night in his sleep. Uh, very unfortunate, but uh, yeah, another big part of our life. Um, so. Coach Sprague was one of those other baseball guys that I can always look back on as being part of my journey, um, if you want to call it that. But, yep, so eighth grade, we th do that perfect game, really cool experience. Um, we have stuff hanging in the middle school right now for it. We have the scorecard that's up, and it recognizes me and Eric, um, like the pitcher and the catcher. So that's cool. It's probably sitting behind, I think last time I saw it was like five years ago, it was sitting behind some, like, dodgeball trophy. <laughs> So I guess it doesn't mean anything, which is cool because it's middle school and I don't really care that much. But it's cool to be there. Um, cool to be, like, the only one. Um, so that's my second no-hitter and perfect game. I'll let you know that I have not thrown one since, so there's no surprises coming up, and I probably will never throw one ever again. <laughs> um, but, yep, so um, that's through middle school and stuff. It was cool. Won the Silver Slugger somehow with Eric on the team. Uh, this big boy, don't know how I beat him for the Silver Slugger. <laughs> I actually think I finished the year with like 30 RBIs somehow. Don't know how that happens. We were just really good in middle school. The whole team was uh, disgusting. So that's the last year we played baseball with Brendan, actually, who was our other friend. Um, he moved uh, He moved to, uh, well, he didn't move, but he went to St. Thomas after that, um, which is a private school. And then we get into uh, high school. Um, this is when baseball started getting 
even more fun, more competitive. Uh, we had a really good JV team. Uh, me and Eric had a good JV team freshman year. Um, I got the opportunity to swing up, which was cool. Um, so yeah, we're in high school. Our JV team does really good. We go eight and zero. We're eight and zero at this point in the season, and the varsity team is zero and eight at this point in the season. <laughs> uh, even though it's like the most talented team I've ever been a part of, probably a lot of guys that were supposed to go play college baseball didn't actually do it. Um, a lot of guys who were just individuals didn't really play for the team. Were kind of checked out. Didn't play for the right reasons anymore. Yeah. Um, but so we were eight and zero. So we had a JV game at this shitty field in Portland, uh, <laughs> the shitty side field right next to the road. Um, so we have a varsity pitcher come down, and he actually threw in that game for us, and we lost. Um, I, I kind of hate him to this day. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, he knows who he is if he ever listens to this, and it's all jokes and everything. Another kid we played with growing up. But, uh, yeah, so we lost our, our winning streak. And then, so we played that game at four. I made a pretty dope play at shortstop, which is the best play I've ever made in my life. Probably, like, the last game I ever played at shortstop in my <laughs> life. <laughs> and then um, me and Matt, uh, one of my friends who played with me until junior year, we got to play... Um, up at the varsity game, which was at, at Hadlock Field, which is um, the Portland Sea Dogs home field, which is a, an affiliate, the AA team for the Red Sox. It's a replica of uh, Fenway Park. It's kind of just a lot less seating, and it's pretty much a spitting image of it, though. Um, so we went to Hadlock. It's a 7 p.m. game. It's under the lights. Um, we just went. We didn't expect to play, but there's a lot of fans there, probably like two or 300, I'd say. Because um, everybody goes to the Hadlock games because it's a cool experience for everybody's kids to be able to play there. So all the parents are there and everything. Me and Matt, like, we're not going to play. We're just here for the experience. Um, I remember players getting announced, which was my, f other than Little League tournaments, I guess, was my first experience with that. Um, I guess it's the first real experience. So, like, players getting announced on the field, like the defensive positionings and stuff. The lineup gets announced before the game. We do the uh, uh, national anthem, stuff like that. So that was really cool. That was like my first actual like baseball game. And it was in this big stadium, this professional baseball stadium. Um, so we get called up. We don't expect to play. We're getting killed at this point. It's like 8 to nothing or 8 to 1. And we get uh, Matt plays left field. And then it's the sixth inning. Or the fifth inning, coach tells me to warm up. So I go to the bullpen. And which is cool because the bullpen's like a professional bullpen. There's like a, a phone in there for when they would make calls. And, and I was like, my pitching coach went down there with me, and I was like, am I going to get called to pitch through a phone? Like, thinking that that's what they do in high school, but they obviously don't do that. <laughs> um, but, so yeah, I'm, I'm down in the bullpen. I remember a surreal, like, professional bullpen I'm throwing. Um, as I'm throwing, I remember it hitting the catcher's mitt and the sound of just echoing and popping off the walls of the bullpen because it's, it's a real bullpen and everything. And that's my first image in my head as a varsity baseball That's player. Sick. And I'm thinking, like, is this what every game is like? And obviously not <laughs> what every game is like, but it was definitely cool to be a part of. So I'm warming up. Um, sixth inning, I go in. We're getting killed at this point. It's a throwaway game uh, under the lights. And I'm thinking at this point, I was a little nervous, obviously. It's my first varsity appearance. Um, but it was really cool noticing and having, it made me settle my nerves once I got on the mound and I looked behind the catcher into the net and behind to see all the fans all like my family 
everybody else's parents, all these people I grew up playing in front of, which kind of made it like, it was almost like I'm coming back home kind of thing. Like, it's easy. I'm playing in front of the same people I've always played in yeah. front of. Um, so I played in front of them. And then seeing your teammates just who were all sitting right behind the net watching you make your first appearance is like the dopest thing ever in a night game at a professional stadium. Did not expect to pitch. And I come in. I'm like, I'm just going to go out there, try and give it my best, give my all, throw as hard as I can. Probably throwing harder back then than I do now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I come out as a freshman. I strike. I struck out the side. Um, I was really shocked. Um, this was against Portland, too, which was really crazy. They're beating us 8 to nothing. They're like the number one team in the con- in the conference and like they're the biggest city in Maine so they're obviously going to field a good team so being able to strike out the side was surreal was crazy um I remember going back to the bench you know just hearing the fans react because that's probably the most fans I played in front of up to this point and just hearing everybody was cool hearing your teammates cheering for you and stuff like I said we're getting killed I go back to the dugout um coach tells me that was awesome you're going back out for the seventh so, I go up for the seventh. I end up throwing uh, two more strikes. I struck a kid out, and then, yeah, I struck one kid out, and then the next kid pops out to, like, first base or something. And then I struck the last guy out and came off the field. So, I pitched two innings, six outs, five strikeouts. It was crazy. No hits allowed. It was kind of just the coolest thing to be a part of at the time because, uh, you know, I thought that's how the environment was going to be through high school, and that's, like, probably the the coolest moment in my baseball career even upon throwing like a perfect game in middle school like it's high school it's a different competition i know eric like was back there cheering for me yeah i remember i remember there was like crazy chatter from the crowd like oh shit like i mean like you said you you guys were getting killed and uh and i remember just thinking like man like just throw strike jake just throw strike and like it was like the same feeling i had when i was sitting behind the plate and like I don't know when you build that bond with like one of your best friends that's you're just rooting for them yeah it was it was definitely cool I definitely had some moments like that with Eric too in football which we'll probably definitely talk about next time yeah um the the pick we'll talk about that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so that was um that was a surreal moment uh I knew we weren't gonna win that game and I knew we weren't coming back so I was just going out there pitching I actually got in that bat too I ended up, like, lining out to the first baseman or something like that. So it almost dropped. That was cool. Um, but, yeah, that was my first experience, actually. Like, I felt like playing in a game that meant something. Um, so that was cool. Then, you know, it, this is when it kind of came real to me that, like, I could actually be pretty good at this um, if I put the work into it. So as we go, I start the last game freshman year, and I was wondering why I hadn't been called up to pitch more at varsity at this point because like I just obviously like put my like heart into that one performance and I it it ended up really well I go to pitch the last game of the season we lose I let up eight runs um like five or six of them unearned I came off the field actually the funny story the catcher the first inning when he went to throw down to second base he hit me right in the in the leg um right (laughs) right in the thigh it kind of hurt really bad because he threw pretty hard, (laughs) and yeah, just going out there and pitching, and it was just like, not the same energy, like I said, I was playing with a bunch of guys who were already checked out, Um, weren't really like, they didn't really have baseball ahead of them anymore, and they didn't really care, which kind of sucks to play around, but you know, it's cool to have that opportunity, 
I remember coming off the field, my coach telling me, we didn't bring you up because this is what was going to be playing behind you. And I was like, you know what, that's kind of fair. He didn't want me to feel pressured or feel like I'm the reason we're losing as a freshman, which I respect him for. Um, but, you know, the competitor in me was like, I should have been playing up here at the time, but it is what it is. Um, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Had some great opportunities freshman year. Um, definitely something I look back on and definitely two two memories I'll always remember. Um, so sophomore year is when I kind of kicked it into stride. Like I said before, I was really thinking about baseball. Um, like, Eric, this is probably like, probably right around the same time we were like, we can really do something. Like freshman year for yeah. you, like sophomore year for yeah. me. We can really like play at the next mm -hmm. level. Um, so sophomore year, I'm working out in the gym every day. Probably overworked myself too much because, you know, I at the time I really wanted it bad. Um, this is when I started thinking about playing in college and my parents were starting to push me. I expressed to them that I wanted to play in college and they really pushed me. So that was a great support system. Um, so when I was working out, going hard sophomore year, um, all year long, baseball season comes around. Definitely had my best year up to that point sophomore year. I came in, pitched um, a lot of games. Pitched the most innings by far, like 40-something. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but had like 29 strikeouts, which was the most I had in the season in high school. Um, it was definitely cool. Got my first win after six uh, losses in varsity, uh, which is crazy. We finished the year 2-14 and 14 and somehow almost managed to make the playoffs because we do heel point standings um, in Maine. So for baseball, it's like, if you beat a good team, you get more points, so you get um, higher seeded, and it's based on like the points you get for wins. Um, like the two games we won, we beat two really good teams, so we were really close to making playoffs. We didn't end up making it, um, so that was cool. Um, definitely what I thought was my best year. Use the De Marini. De Marinis are the best bats growing up, without yeah, a doubt in my question. mind. De Marini Voodoo's. Uh, Voodoo's CF series. The CF3 is like the most dangerous bat. It's like considered a weapon. Um, you probably need a license to carry that thing around these days. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I used a D-Marini bat at 352 or something like that. It was crazy. Didn't expect that at all from myself, but it showed that the work was paying off. So this only pushed me to go further. Sophomore year um, was, was kind of cool. And like I said, it, it kind of pushed me to go to that next level. Um, junior year is when I started looking at college, starting the rec uh, started the recruiting process and stuff. Um, we started talking to my pitching coach about it. You know, he saw a lot in me. He worked with me hard. I owe a lot of what I've done to him. Uh, he's pushed me. He he pushes me in my workouts and stuff. And t to this day, I send him like videos of me, um, and he's always critiquing me, getting back to me, letting me know what I need to touch up on. Um, great guy, kind of like, I was kind of like the first person to work with him in the area, which was cool. I remember, um, he was, he worked for the Mavericks, and then after a couple of years before the Mavericks actually shut down altogether, shut down their facilities, he left, um, started his own pitching facility, which was probably like three or four years ago, and, you know, he called, it's strike three baseball, if you're in the area, you want to get better, go see him, he's magical because <laughs> I was sh I was shit back then like when I was a kid um it's crazy what what he could do for you um yeah my coach my pitching coach Dave Adams like I said um he really pushed me to be better 
Um, but yeah, being like the first player to actually, like I helped him set up his, uh, me and my friend Dalton, who was my catcher my first two years of high school, um, we were helping him throughout the process, doing all that, helping him set up everything. Um, I was like one of the first people to, th I think I was probably the first person to throw in the facility, which is kind of cool. Um, cause you th I look at all the people he works with nowadays, all these kids that are capable of going division two, II, division one, kids that could reach the pros have played semi-pro baseball or pro baseball and being the first one to be a part of that's kind of, uh, kind of like a cool honor. Um, so doing that was, was awesome. So that's when it really took off for me. I started the recruiting process, like I said. Uh, junior year, I had a good year, but not as good as sophomore year. I had a down year. Um, my pitching was a little wild, my mechanics and stuff. Um, so I really honed into my craft at that point, and I was like, I, I felt like I kind of took, like, I laid off a little bit after that sophomore season I had. You ever have those moments where you're just like, you've played really well, and you feel like you need to take it easy on yourself for a minute? Yeah, like, like even if even if you're somebody who like grinds and like loves the grind there's definitely moments yeah, where you're like feeling either good about yourself or down on yourself to where you feel like you should take a break i mean like sometimes um, you don't want to get burnt out either so sometimes you just need your rest yeah that's kind of what it is so so like i was definitely used a lot in sophomore year in june in a legion i was used a lot pitched a lot i pitched every season i was always pitching so you know I felt kind of burnt out at that point. Um, even though, like, I love the game. Like, I'm sure you feel this way, too. Like, yeah. I love baseball, probably. Like, you love football. There's times where you just need a break from it. Um, and I didn't really have that break going into junior year. So, I was definitely burnt out. Um, definitely eased up a little bit towards the beginning of the season. The results showed I didn't have as good of a year. Still pretty good, though. Still batted over 300 ERA was under four again I, I had a three four five sophomore year and like a three three five junior year so that was cool um that was really cool to be a part of um junior year and just seeing the improvement though even though i didn't feel like i improved um i definitely didn't improve but my numbers showed they did and i definitely thought sophomore year was better um i definitely felt like i needed to get back into it and i always had my parents like, my parents would get on me because I expressed to them, like, where I wanted to go and where I wanted this to take me. And we were they were investing money into it. So I feel like I was kind of letting them down at one point. Um, I remember, like, feeling like the whole world, the pressure was on me. I've had moments where I've kind of just, like, broke down in front of them. Um, I'm sure you've had those moments, yeah. too. Um, feeling like there's pressure and uh, there's money going into this, so you feel like you need to perform. And then when you... When you like sit down and take a second and you realize like you don't meet these standards that you're you're setting for yourself and that you're promising you're setting to your parents, it's kinda like It's upsetting. Yeah, it definitely gets you. I'm letting I'm letting you I'm letting you down mm -hmm. and it like it bottled up and one day I just let it all out. We talked about it all night. Um I I promised to put more work in, stuff like that. Um, so I, I ended up putting more work in. That's I think we signed up for NCSA, which is the recruiting website I use. The next day after that, we had our interview, obviously. Got into doing that. Um, so that's when the recruiting actually started. We started getting in contact with coaches and stuff. So junior year was kind of a down year. Might have been due to the fact that I used an Easton bat. <laughs> My batting average dropped like 40 points because I used an Easton bat. Like I said, DeMarini is the way to go. 
And senior year, I batted 360 with a DeMarini. So I'm not saying it's the bat, but it's kind of the bat. <laughs> um, but yeah, so senior year, um, I ended up, like I said, getting back into the gym, working really hard. Um, and me and, no, we worked out the summer before college. Yeah, fre yeah right? going into yeah. our freshman year. All right, so soft, uh, senior year. Um, I worked at, I worked really hard in the gym at my school again, pushing myself, um, having my people push for me, working with Dave all the time. Um, I started doing Sunday clinics for the team um, at Dave's facility, that which was really cool, being able to run those and kind of like a captain's practice. I was actually a captain this year. Um, my coach took me in really high regard all throughout high school, so you know I got to shout out him and appreciate him for uh, putting his trust in me to do stuff like that. Uh, letting me take control of the team when I needed to, which was which was really cool. Um, so when I became a captain, um, I really took the responsibility upon myself. Um, so senior year, like I said, I, I was back in my form. I put up good numbers. By the season, I had committed to Thomas College, which is where I play baseball now. It's a Division three school in northern Maine, so it's like nothing special, but it's competitive. Um, I'll get further into that later. Um, but, yeah. So senior year, we end up going eight and eight. I have a good pitching year. Um, my friend Jackson has a really good pitching year. We we got all eight wins for the team, which was cool. And we get into the playoffs this year. It's the first time we get into the playoffs junior year. Like I said, we went five and eleven, so we were just fell a game short. We fell a game short in sophomore year, where we went two and fourteen. It's kind of crazy that we were a game short every year, even though we had these different records kind of showed that the league got better as we got better so eight and eight we make the playoffs as the 10 seed out of 12 so we play away at uh, Thornton Academy it's my first playoff start as a pitcher um, really cool opportunity um, definitely the atmosphere that I felt in Hadlock my freshman year um, that's where Hadlock had a lot of great memories I pitched three times there I got um, one was freshman year the second time I pitched, we won our first varsity game in 34 games as a program. <laughs> it was crazy, something like that. And then um, the third time I pitched there was the was junior year, I think. No, senior year. I don't remember. Junior or senior year. And I threw another really good game. It was senior year. We won 9-1, um, to one, which is the same score we won by last year, so it was kind of weird. But it was cool. Um, always had my best games there because I always felt like that that atmosphere that was there in uh like freshman year like i'm i'm sure you have a place where you where you've played where yes, you feel like definitely you need to play better and you feel like the atmosphere around mm -hmm. you like you always think you should have a good game at this yep. place um everybody has that that hadlock was the place for me so yeah at this point um like i said going back into the playoffs senior year we play our first game I'm pitching a really good game. Um, we're playing TA. We absolutely hated TA all four years, me and my coach. That was like one of our rivals. We They always had our number. They always killed us. We never beat them. So I had to pitch against them for the first time I had ever pitched against them in uh, baseball, actually. I hadn't faced them once. So I faced them. Um, I'm, I'm doing really well. We're up 3 nothing. A lot of fans there. Everybody's excited. Um, we get into the sixth inning. Sixth inning, we're up three to two, uh, three to one. Kid gets on base. I get a fastball inside, and I had that moment. Um, 
Uh, most of the time, I agreed with my catcher, and we'll throw this pitch. Like, whatever he called, I was kind of cool with. Uh, I'll pro I was like, I'll just hit my spot, and hopefully it goes well. Um, that's back before I actually started studying batters and stuff, um, which is something you definitely have to do in college. Um, I, I picked up on that quick. <laughs> but um, So I faced this kid who's, like, the best hitter in their lineup by far. I played in the All-Star game with him. Um, so he, he my catcher sets up inside for a fastball and there was that split second in my head like I was saying where I was like I shouldn't throw this pitch because I don't I think he's gonna rock it but I was like you know if I put it in the right spot it's inside enough where he won't get a piece of it and as I'm winding up he like I saw him look at the catcher and see where he set up because usually as a hitter that's what you're doing at a higher level you're kind of seeing where the catcher's setting up so you have an idea of where the pitch is gonna be he looks and he sees that he sets up inside so he opens up his front foot <laughs> so he can get like get a get, get out to the ball and um i put the i put the ball right in the spot um cuz i never really threw hard i always focused on throwing to my spots i put it right in the spot and he just rocked that thing over the fence it was the only home run i let up in uh high school and it was of course in a uh playoff game and the only playoff game i ever pitched in not a shocker here um, so I let up that home run, ties the game in the sixth inning. I come back out in the seventh inning. Um, kid gets on base, steals second. And then some kid comes up to bat, and he just bloops a single left field. Game of inches, that's what baseball is. Literally fair by an inch or two. Um, and the kid comes around, scores, and that's the end of my baseball career in high school. So <laughs> um, that's how it ended. Kind of a shitty way. I remember just sitting on the field, soaking it all in as like at first I couldn't help but smile because it was like surreal and it was kind of like uh, how the press described it as bittersweet I'll talk about that in a minute but just I literally sat bent over hands on my knees just smiling knowing that was the last pitch I threw for the team um, it was really weird um, there's probably a moment you had definitely that we'll talk yeah. about where you were just like it's mm -hmm. over um, that was that for me it didn't really hit me until we got back into the dugout we get back into the dugout, you know, I look at my head coach, and he's talking about the season we had, and I just couldn't help it, you know, tears come out of your eyes. There's no crying in baseball, people say, but yeah. that's bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. Um, For, if you love the game, I you're going to cry about it. That's just how yeah, it is. I, I, I cried. I Joel Embiid that thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I cried, and it was tough, and everybody let me let me be. Um hugged my coach and everything hugged all my teammates um and then coach hamilton who was our coach in little league at this point had coached me for 10 years um so that was that was sad um knowing i was playing for him for my last game in the uh at high school um so i was sitting in the dugout by myself my dad comes in he gives me a hug my mom's waiting out um and then my coach comes back in. He's like, the press is here. Do you want to talk to them? Which was this this year, I kind of put a name out for myself because I was never like a name because we're noble. We're a smaller school compared to all the Portland schools. Yeah, kind of get lost um, a little bit just because of the size of the we school. Kinda, yeah, we kind of get lost in the mix. But senior year, I really started getting a lot of recognition. Junior year, I made the Seacoast. Um, I was nominated for Seacoast Baseball Player of the Year, which was really cool. A lot of guys mentioned I, there was no chance I was winning. Um, a lot of good players and stuff, but it was cool to even be a part of that and have my name in the mix. So that's when the press started uh, actually getting to me. Got interviewed a few times senior year, and that interview was like, oh, that was tough. I couldn't really talk. Um, 
I, I didn't really know what to say. I remember just saying kind of the same thing over again, talking about how I was feeling in the moment, how my career had been, just going over it and how, how like bittersweet. Like he said, the, the press guy described it as bittersweet, and then I later used the word bittersweet. That was like the last word I said to him. Yeah. And that ended up being the last word in the article mm. that he posted the next day. So I thought that was um, convenient. Uh, but yeah, so I remember uh, actually seeing the article the next day. It was kind of like the first time I was on the sports headlines. Um, I had been mentioned as a top 25 player in Maine to watch. That's which sick. Was, or Southern Maine to watch, which yep, was cool. That's sick. Um, they described me as gritty. Um, they pretty much described me perfectly. They probably asked my coach and stuff, but that, it was really cool. Um, so yeah, they uh, posted the uh, in the newspaper. I was on the headline. It was like Noble's playoffs hope or Noble's Noble comes to a sudden end because we were hot. And um, yeah, it was def. I read that. That was sad. <laughs> definitely cried again. Definitely teared up. Um, but I never thought like it kind of brought that part back to me. Um, coming full circle, the game came full circle to me, and uh, at that point, I was just like, you know, I gave everything to the game, and now the game's showing it back. Um, the whole article was about me, even though we were the losing team. And I, there's, I, coming from my personal experience, there's not a lot of news like that. Um, I guess it's kind of like, I think it was kind of like a tip of the cap for me, which was really cool. It was definitely an honor. Um, because I definitely had a little bit of a name. People might not have known my name when they faced me, but they knew, um, like, who I was. They saw my number. They're like, we're facing this kid. Like, we can't take him lightly. And that was kind of cool. That was kind of like that recognition where everybody saw my name probably for the first time. Um, and, yeah, so I was on the front headlines of, like, the Portland Press or something like that for sports. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. Um, on the Fosters and everything, which is our local newspaper. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely. It was definitely like a a crazy moment. Sad, still, I was still like grieving our loss, um, if you want to call it grieving. I was definitely disappointed, but um, going back, I have that memory. Um, shout out to the press for that kind of releasing that is crazy. You don't often talk about the losing team in sports, but um, that was one time where it stuck out to me, and you know it made it less about the winners. Talking, going back to Berwick Youth Baseball at the beginning, no, no, like disrespect to them but the whole politics behind mm -hmm. everything you know crazy that the higher level of the game thinks more about just the emotion of the game than um so it's like not always the winner is winning um and that's kind of what that meant to me i felt like even though i lost i kind of won in a sense yeah so that was uh, that was crazy um my career my high school career quick recap um honorable mention player all conference um, I made all-conference second team. Felt snubbed, but it's cool to be honored that way. Um, so I made all-conference team once, honorable mention once. I think I was on the honorable mention rookie team or something like that. And then I made the all-star game my senior year, which was cool. Um, my coach, my high school coach, actually coached it by himself. So that was awesome. Um, that was that. I didn't know I was going to even play for him one more time, but I got the opportunity. Got to... You play with a lot of the talent in Maine, and, you know, Maine's pretty talented, even if you might not think so. There's a lot of good guys. There's a few guys that are playing high Division One college baseball. They're the stars on their team that I got to play with in that game. Some guys that are going to get drafted, some guys that have been drafted, um, like Ryan McKenna, who was drafted from our hometown. Mm 
also definitely a big inspiration on me. Um, so he was big for me, and um, I got that moment too at Berwick uh, at the rec field when I won the scholarship high, in high school for uh, like I don't know, Berwick Youth Baseball Scholarship. Yeah. I got to win it. Um, I got to hand out the awards to all the kids and stuff, and you know, <clears throat> like my name to be like having kids look up to you is kind of like what it's all about. It's all about the next generation. And uh, having those kids look up to me, seeing that, like, I played for Berwick Youth Baseball and now I'm about to go to college and play. And they're kids, so they don't know what level it is. So it's, like, almost viewed as, like, I'm this, like, big name, yeah. even though I'm not. Um, they have somebody to look up to that they got to see. And hopefully all those kids that were there just get to think that the same way I did. Hopefully all those kids that weren't, like, stars back then can show that they can improve. Hopefully I was able to show them that, um, even though they don't know the history. And some of them, which is crazy to think about, when I went there, which was 2018, um, some of those kids weren't even born <laughs> um, when I was playing in Little League. So, which is crazy to think about how, how long it, I've come and how long the journey has been and um, how, how fast time moves. If there's one thing I could do, and uh, I'd definitely take more of an opportunity to go back in high school and just spend more time with um, my team, my everybody around me, because, you know, those times where you miss those guys. Um, so I definitely go back and spend some more time with them. If there's one thing you you can't um, you can't get back, it's time. And yeah. that's, that's one of the big uh, things I wish I had done going back to high school and just spending more time with my team, doing more stuff in the offseason with them, stuff like that. I uh, definitely would have done that. So um, anyways... Uh, at this point, I'm heading into uh, college. Me and Eric got to work out. Um, summer going into freshman year. Oh, the summer, the summer before freshman yeah. year. That was cool. We really worked hard. Um, we really made sure we were ready for the season. Came in, and we both came in in great shape. Eric came in underweight, <laughs> so they made him eat a bunch of food and stuff. And I don't really have a set weight I had to be at, but definitely in the best shape I've been since sophomore year. Um, so that was really fun, a fun experience for us to work out every week together before we both had to, like, go off to school again, do our own thing, um, start this, like, next chapter in our lives. Um, so we go in, um, Eric leaves before me. He left three weeks before, and me and Chris are doing, his brother are doing the workouts together <laughs> at this point. Um, we finish those, and then I go off to school. We do fall ball and stuff. Um, my freshman year, I won't talk about too much. Um, so the team I play for the year before my class came in, which was a really good baseball class, kind of turned things around. So they went like seven and 30 all overall, which is not good. Um, they were like last in the conference play second to last conference record, I think actually. And then we came in, we finished second or tied for second or third in the conference. Um, in the regular season, we ended up actually going playing in the, um, we did a weekend tournament at the host team, Husson, which is another school up by me. Um, so we did a weekend tournament there for the championship. We came in as the third seed, lost the first game, won the next two games, uh, really close games actually. One of them was, came down to the wire. I was sitting in the bullpen in the seventh inning with, um, there was a guy on first and second. We were up by one and... This, they bring some, me and this other kid are warming up. The starter, who was the ace of our team, pitched an incredible game, eight and two-thirds innings, like three or four hits, something like that, one run. 
Um, so he comes out, and then I'm sitting. I've been warming up in the pen for this whole series <laughs> <laughs> all week long. Um, I didn't. I'm a starter, but I didn't get the starts in the playoffs, which I'm cool with. I don't care. Whatever role you need me to play, I'll play it. Um, so I was kind of like the fireman guy, so the guy that could have thrown three or four innings every day um, in the playoffs. Um, we played four games all together. I ended up pitching the first game. Uh, came in, big, first big freshman moment for me was in Florida, actually, when which is what we do for our like the beginning of our regular season. I won the player of the week the first week I played college baseball. Well, not player of the week, but pitcher of the week I played for college baseball, so that was cool cool honor and um, then it all went downhill from there <laughs> i was worse the rest of the year out but like i was steady and consistently worse i guess i guess it's better to be consistently bad than go on a downward slope and just be really yeah. bad um but i was definitely I, I wouldn't consider it terrible but it not up to my standards i was at least consistent uh didn't walk a lot of guys which is something i really liked i think i had the lowest um walks per inning ratio and in the whole conference, which was one thing I let in. I actually came in second for most losses in the conference. <laughs> so uh, at least I won at something. Um, but anyways, like I said, we go into that weekend. I end up pitching the in a pretty tight spot. We're down. It's the first game of the playoffs. I'm the, um, starter goes like one and a third. We have guys on second and third. And then... I come in with one out, and I have to get two outs and not let the two-run score. That was, like, the big, the first big spot I've been in. I actually got out of it, so that was cool. Um, and then I was thinking, like, I'll okay, I'll probably come. I pitched, like, three innings, came out, only let up two more runs. And then we we lost that game. We, can't, we come in the next game. We win. That third game is the game where I'm in the pen, and we're just about to... Uh, it's 3-2, and me and that kid are waiting in the pen. The starter comes out. We're waiting to see who gets to come You're in. You were definitely nervous. And they call him. They call, No, I was I was excited. I wanted to pitch at this point because I spent the whole game before that in the pen as well. <laughs> I was warming up like every inning. I threw probably like a total of like 35 innings that weekend. Uh, 35, yeah, probably 35 innings worth of, pitches. of uh, pitching, but I only pitched an actual three innings in game <laughs> like I was warming up in the pen for like that whole <laughs> that whole week we didn't even play 35 innings but I was probably warming up for 35 innings worth of pitching um so I throw three innings in the first game and then I'm about he we're we're waiting to see who goes into this game and he doesn't say anything um we don't really know yet it's kind of a toss-up he tosses the uh kid in who's a junior so I was like okay respectable he's older um he almost actually lets up the game-winning run um, the guys were on first and second when he came in. They get to second and third, walks the bases oh. loaded, and then I'm like, I'm about to get put in this spot where the bases are loaded, and <laughs> I have to get two outs, <laughs> and we're we're up by one. And if I let them up, we're, our season's over. Uh, they he he actually I think we turned spinned a double play. We got out of it, which was cool to be um, watching, I guess. I'd rather much be playing. I was really pumped for that moment to come in and make a close because I think closing pitching is probably one of the coolest um, positions in baseball, yeah. especially like in a playoff scenario. Spotlight. It's really tense and stuff. I like really I like being in tense situations because they don't really get to me. Um, I, I like the burden being on me too. Um, it usually helps me perform better. 
But anyways, yeah, so I didn't end up pitching in that game. The championship game comes along, and I'm like, okay, I might actually start this game because we used a lot of our pitching up to this point. Our championship game comes along. Um, they give it to uh, another junior. I was like, okay, that's cool. Give the start to another junior. Makes sense. He's experienced. He's probably been in this spot before. He pitches, lets up three runs in the first inning. Um, probably shuts him down for a while. Um, I, again, was warming up in the bullpen all game. Um, never ended up pitching. The scenario was actually that kid starts, then we go to this kid in the pen, and then another kid in the pen, and then Jake comes in to close the game. And then the way we were going to do it the next game, if we forced uh, an elimination game or an all a game, um, what's it called? Um, like, it's a game to win it all. That's how I'll say it. All right. Um, it's to win the championship would be the next game if we made it there, which we didn't. We ended up losing that game 3-1, to one, but... So I was supposed to close that game if we got to that point, and then I was supposed to start the next game, <laughs> and then we were just going to ride me out and see how far I would go, um, and then we would go back in the reverse order in which that game went. So it was a really weird situation. I pitched a lot of pointless innings <laughs> in the bullpen, but um, to be a freshman and get to the conference championship is great. Definitely not a lot of like opportunities for that for a lot of kids. Um, to even make it to a championship in four years, to do that freshman year, is awesome. Sophomore year, we worked really hard. That's where I am now. Um, we worked really hard in the fall. We had a really good team. Probably the best chance we have at winning a championship within these four years. Um, unfortunately, the season got canceled. We all know the circumstances. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, we worked hard for eight weeks, though. 5 a.m. practice. And it kind of sucked the week before Florida. They were just like, okay, we're not going to play. <laughs> the season's canceled and you're all going home. That was a tough pill to swallow. Um, so, yeah, that was that's how a sophomore year ended for baseball. We just ended on a practice one day, and that was it. And we got sent home. We returned our jerseys, and, and that, that was how that went. Um, really looking forward to junior year, though. Um, we might have a lot less guys coming back, so we might be taking a step back. Um, it is what it is, though. we got to find a way to build off of it, but really looking forward to that. And then senior year, obviously, we're going to – we should be back in um, championship form by then. So it's definitely cool. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty much college and my whole baseball journey. Um, never really played travel ball. That's one thing that most kids do. I never did. I played all fall ball. I played for my uh, pitching coaches league, stuff like that. Um, kind of like self-grind thing for me. Of, often uh, working out in my backyard. My dad bought a batting cage, spent some time in there off a of tee and stuff. And um, definitely pretty much did everything, all my workouts here at my house. Didn't really go to gyms that often every now and then. But spent before that, unless it was that summer that we worked yeah. out together. Other than that, we I spent a lot of time at home working out, pushing myself. My parents were there pushing me um, when they saw me slacking, which was every now and then. Um, I'll admit it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that was basically my baseball journey. Um, just a couple things I want to briefly mention. Um, my influences for playing baseball. Um, definitely my brother, my neighbor. Um, obviously two guys that I played with before I actually played. Um, and then like big league guys I looked up to. John Lester's story is incredible. If you don't know his story, um, definitely hear it. If not, maybe I'll... Maybe I'll talk about it for like 10 minutes on one of these episodes where we don't have a guest. 
Um, so John Lester was definitely that pitcher that I looked up to at first. Uh, Jose Fernandez, another guy, always had like a, f a smile for the game, always smile on his face. Um, yeah, he was just always happy when he played the game. So he definitely brought joy back to baseball for me, especially when baseball was really eh at the time in the MLB. He was one of those guys that just, you know, let the kids play kind of guy. And unfortunately he passed. Yeah, terrible. Um, I'm num I'm number 16 because of him. Um, obviously, I'm not. His death was, I guess, his own fault. Um, but you know, sometimes people need help, and you know, he just didn't have the help. Unfortunately, he passed. Um, but he was definitely a joy for the game. So I was number 16 for him these last four or five years. Um, Dustin Pedroia was before him my favorite player. I have my PD poster on the wall that's been there since I was eight or nine. Um, his MVP poster. I was number 15 because of him before I was number 16. So um, definitely a lot of those guys were definitely the guys that brought the most joy to the game for me, guys I looked up to growing up. Um, playing MLB The Show when I was younger was big time. Um, playing those shitty MLB <coughs> 2K games were fun, um, even though they sucked. But was that, that was the only option we had. Backyard baseball. Everybody who's played baseball has played backyard baseball. Of Wiffle ball, me and Eric used to play at um, our friend's house, like junior and senior year. We had big wiffle ball games. Yep. Um, we had a field. We actually built a field in the backyard with a whole scoreboard and everything. That was cool. Um, just baseball has always been a part of me and always been a part of me growing up. And just like everything in my world for the first like 18 or 19 years revolved around baseball. Um, not just baseball, sports in general, because I really love playing all sports. I didn't play any other organized sports growing up, except for soccer, <coughs> where I quit halfway through my first game as a, when I was in kindergarten because I was playing defense. Didn't want to play defense. I asked my coach, I was like, can I play attack or goalie? She's like, no. And then <laughs> I played defense because I was one of the taller kids, actually, at the time, and she said no. So Funny story. You know, I quit I said, soccer I said I quit. for the same reason. <laughs> I was playing defense, I half, and I wanted yeah, to be goalie, dude, and they didn't let nobody me. Nobody wants to play defense. I quit halfway through my first game. Yeah. I couldn't even make it through the whole game. I was like, no, Mom, we're going home. We went home. <laughs> that was the last of me playing any other sport but, but baseball. Um, so, yeah. but like, So those are my big influences. Now I spend a lot more time studying the game, um, thinking different scenarios in my head, um, talking to myself in the shower, uh, <laughs> we all definitely do that. Lonely bitch. Playing out big moments in the playing out big moments in the shower. You can't tell me you haven't done that. <laughs> um, I've definitely done that, but um, I study the game more. I like to study specific pitchers, um, mechanics, and stuff. I model my game after people now. I'm actually going through an adjustment right now where I'm trying to change up my pitching mechanics a little bit because um, I wasn't as effective as I would have liked to have been freshman year. So I'm trying to find ways to be more effective, more explosive. Maybe put on a couple miles per hour on my fastball. Probably not, though. I've been trying that for a long time. <laughs> um, but hopefully we, we see some results. So, yeah, I've been studying guys like uh, Trevor Bauer, um, a lot of MLB pitchers these days. Um, they, they just all got the good mechanics and stuff. They're traditionally trained. Um, but they always find the best way to use their bodies and stuff. I'm trying to... Um, work more towards a healthy like eating regimen too especially this summer um it's kind of hard to eat healthy especially with how much we're in the house so. yeah 
But um, so once the summer comes around, I'm really going to kick it into high gear. I'm really excited to get to that next chapter. Um, so yeah, um, just to, you know, I, I look up to some guys. I model my game after some guys now. Like I said, Trevor Bauer's one of those guys. Um, Joey Quato, uh, jo Joey, Johnny Quato. Um, Chris Sale, I have similar bo lower body mechanics too, stuff like that. Um, Johnny McQu uh, <laughs> no, I'm saying Johnny McQuaido. <laughs> I don't even know that. Johnny Quaido, who was a stud, not so much of a stud <laughs> anymore. Um, yeah, I definitely steal a couple of his moves. Um, but yeah, those are definitely some guys I'm modeling my game after trying to, um, definitely get better always. If you're an athlete, you always got to remember to stay positive and stay motivated. Devante Friga, who's a big time YouTuber, just exploded out of nowhere. He gained like 50k subs. He's a basketball YouTuber, played Division Three basketball. I've been watching him. It's showing that like Division Three athletes can make an impact too, because Division Three lives matter. <clears throat> so, <laughs> um, yeah, that's definitely one thing. Um, stay positive, stay positive, and stay motivated. Motivated, like he said. Um, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. You're gonna hear Eric's story next time. Uh, thanks for tuning in, listening to my story. If you have any questions, you want to be on the podcast, <clears throat> let me know, let Eric know, and you can message us anytime with any questions or suggestions you have. Yes, sir. Um, so that's going to be it. Thank you for hanging in there. Peace out from me and from See Eric. Ya.